0: I am Sherry Youngward. Welcome to the Quiet Place Podcast. This is a place for you to come up for air anytime, day or night, and find a quiet moment of replenishment and rest. I am so glad you are here. If you would like to hear about upcoming gatherings, new music, and women's events, which I offer once a month, please join my email list. Also, If you would like to help support this podcast, first of all, thank you. Every little bit helps. You can do all these things at sherryyoungword.com. Thanks again. This episode is dedicated to Ken A. Guess what? This is episode 100. I can hardly believe it. And if you're listening in real time, this episode came out on Easter Sunday. I would like to say I planned it that way, but uh, that would practically take math. And, well, that would have been way too tricky for me. When I think of Easter, I go to the same place in my mind. I still ask myself the same question. How do I know? Jesus is alive. How would I explain that to someone? I actually went back to last year's Easter podcast, which is episode 49 called Real Life. And I talked about the same question there. How does the real life of Jesus meet me in my real life? Sitting on the table next to me is my journal where I record places in scripture where he meets me. My time with him is the first place that comes to mind when I think of where the real life of Jesus meets my real life. Recently, in one of my Mercy Room for Women online gatherings, I had my friend Bonnie share. She read from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light something she said really stuck with me she spoke of how in these verses, Jesus revealed the core of who he is. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And she went on to share, when we come to Jesus, the core of who he is meets with the core of us. For days after I thought about those words, you see, Often, I don't even know what the core of me is. What I mean is, if I'm troubled or distracted or unclear, I don't have to have it all figured out. I don't have to know what's at the core of me. I just need to trust the core of Him. He will help me sort it out. He most often meets me in His Word. There are promises in Scripture, about Scripture, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed, to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. He discerns the thoughts and intentions of the heart. In the earlier years of my faith, it was harder for me to surrender completely. I had this unspoken fear. If I really surrender my whole life, he might ask me to do something crazy. I didn't yet trust the core of Jesus. All these years later, all the times he has met me and discerned my thoughts and intentions, even when corrected, I have no regrets because freedom always followed. He is so patient to reveal himself to us. Above, I read Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. Let me read the following verses, 14 through 16. Jesus, the Great High Priest Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The more we trust in the core of Jesus, the more our confidence grows, and the quicker we run to him. Let us hold fast our confession. The New Living Translation says, let us hold firmly to what we believe. Jesus had absolute confidence in the core of his Father. He modeled trust and surrender for us. The verses I'm about to read may be, for me, the most loving verses in Scripture. Mark. Chapter 14, verses 13 through 36. And he took with him Peter, James, and John, and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. He said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. And going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. Yet, not what I will, but what you will. If you ever doubt the core of Jesus, remember, he didn't only model trust and surrender to us, He trusted and surrendered for us. God's will was for us to have new life, reconciled back to himself, both while on earth and then forever, offering us eternal life with him. Jesus is alive with the same heart at his core. He hasn't grown dim toward the world Or toward you or me he hasn't grown less urgent to carry out his father's will in fact with his spirit in us we join together with him may your trust and confidence grow in the real life of Jesus and may the core of him meet and refresh The core of you.
1: There is hope for the prodigal, rescue for the weary soul. Nothing is impossible. Gethsemane, Jesus prayed upon his knees. No. Thank mm-hmm. you.